Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Welcome to a special edition of Two Men On, live from Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab, as the boys are doing an extra show from The Lab this week. And we got a special reason. Not only do we have a special reason to be here, I got a special person sitting right next to me. Josh Sushan, voice of the Isotopes. We're coming in hot with the golden voice of baseball here in Albuquerque. What's happening, my dude? My dude, I feel like Ricky Henderson. I like this leadoff position, man. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I got to come out and hit a leadoff homer or at least get a walk and steal a couple of bases and score on a balk or something. Well, you're usually in the Mariano Rivera role yeah, on closer. two men on. You close it out. We play inner Sandman, and then Josh Sushan <laughs> comes on. But no. We're playing too legit to quit, and then Ricky Henderson comes out, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I like it. I, I like uh, it's a different it's a different vibe being on the concourse with you guys when there's no fans walking by and there's no one like trying to like take something and talk to you and ask for directions and and hand you a teller genuine vodka. It's a different. It's a much different atmosphere than normally when I'm talking down here. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little more chill right now. Speaking of chill, the weather is fantastic. A slight little breeze blowing out to left field. This feels like the beginning of real summer baseball. Yeah, my only gripe right now, here's a story idea for Brandon Ortega's. Starting off with griping. Okay, yeah, starting good, off good with start. griping. Yeah, you, I got a story idea for Brandon Ortega's um, coworkers at KOB or really anyone in the Albuquerque media. What is the deal with all of the moths in Albuquerque <gasps> right now? And how come they all love Isotopes Park so much? The grasshoppers. It's insane. Oh my God! I felt like a like a multiple murderer. Like I was committing mass murders, just bringing the table and the equipment yes. up to ISO. I just I rolled over like twelve grasshoppers. What's going on right <laughs> yes. now? Yes, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's because we got so much rain in May, which is much earlier, and so that's brought them out or what? It's like a it's like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. You're walking through, like you go down different hallways at this ballpark, and the moths are just everywhere. Otherwise, it is just lovely and serene and peaceful. No, seriously, isn't the ballpark just, like, so cool when, like, when, you know, they're, like, a little bit of setup over here and a little bit of setup over there. You just hear the crack of the bat from BP, a little gentle BP music, a little country uh, playlist going on today for the boys. Yo, know, when people go to bed, do, are you a sleep sound guy? I to used to be, and I'm trying to wean myself off it. Okay. I'm a big sleep sound guy, whether it's like waves crashing or gentle rain or like a, a, um, a campfire yeah. or crickets or whatever. I love sleep sounds. My favorite, though, it's like you just mentioned, the sounds of a ballpark. Yeah. Like the, the, the warm-up music in the background and you hear like some, some baseball chatter in the crack of the bat. Like I just feel so comfortable, so relaxed. I go to sleep like a baby. I wonder if I could... I wonder if I could find some time. This might be an off-season project more than a season project, but just go through, you know, like my games and just 
snag all the ambient sound, you know, when you yes. let it breathe and yes. you just like hear like these moments and then just dub it all into like a eight hour thing. And then you can just literally hear Isotopes Park ambient music as you sleep. OK, Josh is going to launch his new YouTube channel next week. His new ASMR ballpark channel. I'm stoked for we that. We could probably I do can't, that. I can't wait that to subscribe. That would take a while, but that could be pretty cool. Okay, what's what's on the playlist right now? More country music. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what these guys, I mean, obviously the isotopes are from all over the country and all over the world. But last year, you know, when we're here, you know, we're here every Friday, every Isotopes Home Friday. We're doing the program right here from the concourse at the lab. Last year, Wynton Bernard was here. Yeah. And last year, Wynton Bernard controlled the aux cord. Yep. It's somebody <laughs> wildly different this year. So this year, Jordan, I told Jordan Pacheco, right here, just create a playlist. And he got lazy. Yes, I'm going to call out Jordan Pacheco. He got Ooh. lazy and didn't want to create his own, so he just took two that were already on Spotify. So there's like a today's pop hits, and there's a country, and we're just rotating them. It's really boring. Because okay. everyone was lazy. No one wanted to do it. Wynton Bernard, I know you're listening in, in <laughs> Toronto or Buffalo, wherever you're at right now, playing for the Blue Jays organization. Send me your playlist. Right? Because it was like 90s and like 2000 oh, hip-hop. It. Oh, I can say. Oh, it you got it? Oh, yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, we got to pump that through the speakers, at least when the boys are here on all Isotopes Home Fridays and then special days like this. I still listen to it when I go to the gym, and it gets me pumped up knowing that Winton created this playlist on his own. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm, a, I'm from Texas, born and raised. You got to know how to two-step if you're from Texas, <laughs> right. right? So I'm no stranger to Brooks and Dunn and Tracy <laughs> Lawrence and George Strait. Hey, the list goes on. I can two-step right now. You want me to show you during the commercial break? I, it's, it's, it won't be weird. I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> but I need some, like, hip-hop. I need some, like, metal. I need something to pump me up before the game. And right now, Lord, you know, Lord bless them. Like, they look ready to play some baseball tonight, but this ain't it for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. It's a little too mellow for me. And um, the other thing about, like, I, I have, like, a small window of country where I'm like, okay, this is cool. Change of pace some country. And that window is about 30 to 45 minutes. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I kind of want – also, like, they scored 13 runs yesterday listening to the, you know, the, the today's pop music. Don't you want to stick with that? I know, right? right? Like, you know, you don't, you don't change your underwear. You don't change <laughs> right. your socks. You don't put new pine tar on your bat. You don't change the playlist either. What's going on over here? Well, we'll we'll, we'll have to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, though, I think we should just be listening to Tina Turner all day. Oh, you're right, man. Rest yeah. in peace to the legend. The queen of rock Tina and roll. Tina Turner. I was told we are going to hear a lot of Tina Turner once the gates open in between innings tonight. Back at the studio, Steph Griffin. What's happening, girl? Hello, hello. How are you guys? Doing good. Um, we need you to pull up some Tina Turner songs for the return music after the commercials. All right. So that sounds good. That we sounds got, good. We, I usually like to take it easy on you, like no tasks, no responsibilities <laughs> whatsoever. Just push the buttons and take the calls. But I think we need to honor Tina Turner today. Yeah, seriously. What a loss. What a loss. Man, I've been listening to Tina all day once I heard the news. Man, what a loss. What a career. What a life. What a empowerment story. Yeah. Know? Um, man, what a loss, though. Hard I really segue. I didn't realize that she was in her <laughs> 80s. In my mind, she was still, like, in her 50s, 60s. Oh, uh, okay. in that time I won't, era. I won't uh, drop the saying that rhymes, but we all know. 
uh, the melanin ages gracefully. Let's just say that. Uh, she took amazing care of herself. Yeah, yeah. She was always two decades ahead, no matter what age she was. And her influence over, just like, everyone, right? Um, I, I rewatched when her and Beyonce were at the, uh, what is it, the Kennedy Performing Arts Center, and when they did Proud Mary, like, combo, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this yes. is incredible. You know? I mean, she, she, she's the GOAT. She, she set the table for everyone. Yeah, I mean, she, you're right. I mean, the GOAT, the table setter, like, the trend setter, like, everyone who comes after her has to, you know, honor her legacy. Yeah. And, I mean, I had a busy day. You know, the boys are always busy. Haven't had a chance to see the outpouring of love and support for Tina Turner on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm sure it's one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen from artist to artist. Yeah, the uh, I read the obituary in Rolling Stone, and it was so good. You know, it's probably one of those that they wrote 10 years ago because that's what you do. Right? Yeah, sure, sure, If sure. you're like the New York Times, the Washington Post, Rolling Stone, you have obituaries like 90 to 95% of it written so you can just update it so that they're ready immediately and so that they can be beautiful and, and transcendent obituaries. And it was so good. Yeah. So the boys, the reason we're here an extra day this week is Van and Fred are throwing out the first pitch tonight. Looking what, forward to this. What are your expectations of our antics, Joshua Sushan? Oh, man. Well, I, I did, number one, I just hope you guys get invited back. I hope you just don't do anything that is, that is frowned upon that would make <laughs> you not welcome. So that, that's my first hope. And then the second would be... Just don't bounce it. Just don't bounce it. Well, I know, as you know, and a lot of the friends of the show know, as I used to play baseball. I'm a big baseball dork. I love baseball. and uh, I'm my, not worried about you. In my, in my twilight years, I used to be a pitcher. Okay. So especially if I'm not on the mound, flat ground, I'm going to hit that glove. Yeah, I'm not Whoever, worried about you. Whoever's catching my ball will not have to move their glove. Ooh. Fred, on the other hand, uh, we better hand out helmets for every human being. The first 3,000 fans tonight, just kidding, we're not doing a giveaway, but watch your back because I'm not sure where Fred knows where this ball's going. So who has the, who's going to have the, fir- the worst first pitch, Fred Slow or 50 Cent? An excellent question. Very good question. Uh, my money is on 50 Cent. For having the worst or the better? Better. The better. I bet 50 Cent gets it closer to the glove then co-host of Two Men On, Fred Slow, who Hollywood Fred, Freddie Fame, is joining us right now. What's up, buddy? I'm a sniper, boys. What are you talking about? Sure. Step on the mound. Everything that's, like, not important, I'm good at. Carnival games, knock over the milk bottle. Uh Uh-huh. I'm that guy. You put a milk bottle in that that catcher's mitt, pure strike. Do you see... uh Simon Biles, uh, first pitch. Simone. She did a flip. A Simone. flip. Yeah, she yeah. did a flip, and then she threw it. Yes. Yes. Either one of you guys going to try that? I don't. Um, as you can tell right now, I got these J's on, and they're unlaced, so I can't, I can't do flips in these. Okay. Sorry. Me and Simone Biles did a media thing at the Super Bowl in Houston, and she comes up to about my hip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about my hip. She's little. We're just asking Sush about first pitches. Like, what's the best first pitch you've ever seen? Simone's was pretty darn good the other day. That's right? strong I work. Mean, I mean, you're just standing flat-footed, and she did like – it wasn't like a full-on flip. It was like like an angled and then a flip, and then landed, stuck the landing, and then threw. 
That's pretty hard to beat that one. It was like a standing quarter turnover thing. It was yeah. like really impressive. The best one ever is George Bush. It's not even close. Yeah, that is the true. The best first pitch ever That's true. is George Bush after 9-11 in a flak jacket yeah. just just piping one down the middle. Like, it's not hands down. Yeah, and especially because we didn't know at the time they had a flat jacket on, and then you learn later. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, and then you see like how restricted his arms were sure. yeah. because of that. Yeah, that one's that like, one's pretty hard to beat. W even if Jack, Even if you don't like him, <laughs> like you got to respect that throw and that moment and how he just threw. It was like a like a two-seam back door that just like, it was like a Greg Maddox like yeah. freeze him <laughs> and catch the corner. Perfect. Was it Mike Piazza behind the plate? Is that who it was catching it? It might have been. Let's just say that it was because it should have been yeah, even for, if it wasn't. Yeah, it's actually a Secret Service agent. <laughs> right. so that's, that's had a mask on. Right. No one knew. <laughs> now watch these drafts. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I think that's the best one of all time. Yeah, I that's got to be the best one of all time. Okay. Like Ichiro came out a couple of years ago and threw one like 95 out of nowhere. Uh, so that one was pretty good too. But, yeah, that one's tough to beat. I think 50 Cent might be the worst, though. Okay, that was my next question. Thank you. You're obviously a journalist. You know what you're doing here. What's the worst 50 Cent? Yeah, that one's... I mean, there's there's usually ends up, like, one a year where there's a whole bunch of photographers that are, like, you know, zooming in, and so they're, they don't see that the ball is coming right at them, and then they get hit at various places that make you laugh if you're not the person getting hit. That usually happens, like, once a year somewhere. I want... To try to name a different one just to keep the segment going, but I don't think there is a worse performance. Because that one is, I mean, that's just terrible. <laughs> like, And it's like it's like dead into the ground. Like, there's like you have no idea what you're doing here. And isn't it funny how, I guess he's not an athlete, but you'll see like basketball players do that too. You'll see like guys who are really like acclimated to other sports and do really well. And you're like, this should, athleticism should translate. It yeah, does yeah. not. It does not. It, it does uh, amaze me how many times you, you see someone who was a, world-class athlete in their sport who just does not know how to throw a baseball. Yeah. You're like, did dad not play catch with you? Sure. Ooh, that's actually true. Ooh, in a lot of situations. Yeah, I got dark real fast. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I want to hit home. But, but it, it is, it is, it's uncanny and almost uncomfortable when someone who is just an elite athlete doesn't have proper throwing form. Or, or, or their hands are just so big that, and the baseball is just so small that they just like can't. Let, let's blame that. Let's just say that. Their hands are just too big for a baseball. That's you, my thing. You are too kind. My favorite all-time <laughs> is the, the Red Sox super fan who beat cancer, and then they go out on the field, and their first pitch sails over the catcher and hits the camera in right in the nugget pouch. Oh, that's Dude, okay. That's, the, that's goat to me. Uh, to me, that's better than 50 cents. I feel like I'd have to see that to jog my memory on it, uh, but I'm well, in. I will show you. Yeah. It'll be it a lot of fun. What time are we going out there? When is it? Um, the second we're off air, we're going right on the field. We'll be escorted by uh, the voice of Isotopes Park, Dylan Storm. Oh, okay. It would be nice if, if like, Isotopes employees created, like, a, like a valley that we could run yeah, through. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But. No. Like, got, UFC fighters come out. We yeah, got gotta to hustle. We're yes. off air. Griffin, by the way, you might want to end us a little bit early. Uh, <laughs> so... We got to be off at six twelve, and we got to be down on the field at six eighteen. I think you guys can make it to the field in six minutes. Well, a lot of high fives, a lot yeah. of congratulations. That's hey, focus. a lot of a lot of, a lot of compliments on my new orbit shirt. That just sweet. got to wear out on the field. You what went is orbit. It, what is it? What does it say, Fred? Just happy to be here. And then uh, orbit smiling face. Orbit smiling. It's yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. I, went, I I am just happy to be here. I went with the Albuquerque Dukes. I went with the throwback retro. Yeah, I thought this was a good look Smart for today. Move. 
It's going to be a good time. Josh, thanks for sitting in for me. Yeah, no. Thanks for uh, having me. I like this Ricky Henderson location and spot. Lead, yeah. Hitting lead off this time, not closing. Fred, you weren't here because you were so disastrously late. Oh, always on. always on the time, Mr. Midwest. Now you're on Albuquerque time. You're late to everything. I was you, on, you hit your five-year mark in Albuquerque. Boom, now you're on Albuquerque time. Good I was job. on KKOB <laughs> moments before I came over here. <laughs> disregarded every traffic law that this city presents. Hold on. Made it here in the six minutes it would take to make it from this broadcast booth to the two. The pit, are we in the pitcher's mound or are we in front of it? What's the deal? Or wherever you want to be. I think you guys got to go to the top of the mound. Both I of agree. us are on top of the mound? That's going to be dangerous. At, the, at least on the slope. <laughs> yeah, at least on the slope. Made it over here in time because on KKOB, we were talking. So I was in the paper today. I don't know if you boys saw this. So I'm in the journal today. Woo. So anyways, so KKOB is like, hey, Somebody like next doors in the paper? I guess that's good radio. <laughs> like, what? Like, how does this work? So, anyways, Duke City Championship Wrestling. We'll talk about that before the end of this program. Good sports day, though. I'm going to go get my pregame interview. Good job, boys. Thank Thanks, Sush. Whenever we get back, more Two Men On Live from the ballpark. we got a bunch of banger topics today. The lead up, what are we leading off with, man? Oh, uh, is Jaw okay? Yeah. By the way, Morant, not rule. I can tell you right now, Jaw is not okay. The real question is, to what degree is Jaw not okay? It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Sports Animal is now 27 years old. What we're saying is, it's now not creepy to tell us how good we look for our age. Just remember, we're not that kind of station. Creeper. Welcome back to Isotopes Ballpark. Welcome back to the program. Hey, we got to let this bleed a little bit. A little Tina Turner today? Yeah. A little Tina Turner? Is that what we're going with? Rest Tina. in peace, princess. Now, nah, hold on. How dare me? Queen. Okay. Queen. Rest in peace, Queen. Can't make the, the legend. This time. Oh, yeah. This is the one, huh? This is a vibe, bro. I forgot how dope this one was. I was on KKOB earlier with Aaron Burnett talking about a little Duke City Championship Wrestling. That's when they told me Tina Turner had passed. Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know. So I just found out like 20 minutes ago. I'd kind of been in the throes of it all day. Tough loss for the world of entertainment. Simply the best. Hunter Stovall is going to join the program at 4.30. We're going to talk to the Isotopes infielder. Had a big 16-game hit streak earlier this year, so it'll be fun to have he. We're going to welcome him to the show. Interesting story in the world of the NBA. We'll talk about Hemi Butler. We'll talk about the loss from Miami last night and what should have been in the sweep, obviously. But TMZ is reporting this, man. Uh Police did a welfare check on Ja Morant following some cryptic social media posts on Wednesday. They discovered he's not in any danger, and he's just taking a break from social media. Van, I am a guy who doesn't have personal social media. I have it, I think, probably for similar reasons to John Morant to a lesser level because um, the people who weirded me out are weird. Sure. It's a weird place. It's a weird place. The internet. Have you heard of it? I Weird place. I'm in a, I'm in a mix about this. I, I'm the biggest supporter of step away from social media. It messes with you in all kinds of ways. If you are to step away, I'm the biggest supporter of don't tell anyone. 
Yeah, just take a break. Just take a break. You can easily just not say anything. Yes. It's super easy. Because It's I, easier than saying something. There's something about it, especially if you're someone who's so very fortunate to have so many positive affirmations like John Morant, where you're surrounded by what? I'm going to use the word enablers, but I mean it in a positive way. You're surrounded by people who want you to succeed. You're surrounded by people who cheer for you. You're surrounded by people who care for you in a positive demeanor. Now, also, we've seen him, and this is a mental struggle for him. Sure. Take attention of other means the wrong kind of enablers by choice sure and that is what i think a i'm saying goodbye cryptic post is that is a you're trying to draw an attention to fill like a void right to fill a hole to fill a whatever and there are ways to do that outside of that approach because what has this done this has brought law enforcement to his home this is just absolutely incredible Usually, when when I make when I make a cryptic post, people just text me LOL. Right. He makes a cryptic post, and then they call the cops on him. Yeah. And and the cops show up and they do their thing and and they're there to to make sure he's good. And that's what welfare checks are for, obviously. Sure. But to me, it's a huge backfire, and it just shows like that kind of decision making to where you're going to have a a follow up that is TMZ. Absolutely. We don't want to make light. We talk about mental health here. And by the way, if you're struggling with your mental health, please talk to somebody, whether it's a friend or mental health professional or or non-emergency services. Please do do what you need to do. Right. But I don't know if this is an actual mental health uh, emergency or if this is an, a, a cry for attention. Well, it, Cause, it's cause 100% jaw, that. Because jaw, I mean, well, immediately, like, I can't play with guns on the internet anymore. I guess I'll put up a cryptic tweet. Well, but you know, you're saying it with that voice, but you and I and a lot of the friends of this show, we didn't grow up in the exclusively social media existing world. Like, we don't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's our first steps were not on the internet. John Morant's first steps were on the internet. That's a crazy thought. Has never lived in a world to where he knows how to exist without it. So whenever people of his age and of his ilk and of his responsibility are like, hey, we, we are his age. We can relate. We know that when people do this on social media, it's actually a huge red flag. It's actually they could cause harm to themselves or someone else. It's all of those things. And me and you here, either in our 40s or kissing our 40s, we're like, this is dumb and stupid. It's not to that world. Right. To that world of people, it's insanely serious. I mean, that, I mean like you said, like that's all he's ever known. People, people our age, my age, your age, somewhere in between, a little bit older, a little bit younger. We remember a time when there were no cellular telephones. Right. We remember a time where there were no laptops. We remember a time where there was no interwebs, no social media, no email, none of this. And he comes from a world where this is the form of communication. And instead of, and we talk about enablers, if we're talking about positive enablers, he has access to the best doctors. To get actual help. To get actual help. He has access to the best doctors. He has access to the best psychiatrists. In and out of his network. In and out of the Memphis Grizzlies' reach. But he chooses not to. Maybe this is a turning point where he starts making better decisions. Well, and is it also one, I know we have to step away because we got a fun guest joining us, Hunter Sobel. But is this one to where, hey, cool, he got the attention he was looking for. Cool. Like, like, great. Or is there an equal opposite voice that's saying, man, this dude's a little girl. 
And whenever people say little girl, they mean it insultingly. Yeah, sure, and sure, it, sure. And it's the digital presence is a second life for so many of these people. Don't know how to exist without it. And I don't know if that's good or if that's bad. I know it's different from what I know. But killing your second life, a lot of people take insanely seriously. Yeah, their their internet cred, their internet uh, street cred. I mean, a guy like John Morant, who obviously cares about that, cares enough to flash a gun on Instagram Live, yep. not once but twice, to live a life that doesn't exist in real life. That's very important to him. So if he's going to step on this second life, this perceived life, this internet life, mm-hmm. this social media life, maybe there is something way more wrong than him just being an idiot, him just making bad decisions. My last thought on the John Moran situation is if he's looking for help and he seems like the type of guy that doesn't trust a professional, he seems like the type of guy that doesn't trust the quote-unquote man, yeah. call Derek Jeter. Call a guy who forever has kept that aspect away from him. You walk into my house, you don't bring your phone. Right. Call a guy of that, of that ilk and uh, say, help me. Uh, Kevin Love. Uh, Michael Phelps. Oh, good example. Guys, guys who have been in that situation yep. and struggle with mental health, struggle with making bad decisions, those resources are there. And you know athletes, they're a brotherhood. They would love for someone to reach hey. out so they can help like they didn't have that help before. Call the family of Junior Sehow. Sure. Like, make sure. Reach out to those people that will impact you. Whenever we get back, live from the ballpark, Hunter Stovall will join the boys. He's not here yet, but in theory, he will be. In theory. Allegedly. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Thursday morning on the opening drive, we have something new for you. And what kind of stories does Jeff return with? The opening drive with Jeff Sibieta and J.J. Buck starts at 7 a.m. R.I.P. Tina. I could just sit here and listen to this all day. It, I, we're apparently going to. It's the longest intro in the history of all songs. Oh, there it is. If our, if our friend Hunter wasn't here, I could just say, just oh, jam you out to Tina. Your concert. Those were the longest intros. <laughs> Hunter Stovall joining the boys on the program. Let's yeah. go. What's up? Can I get a number zero jersey? That's the coolest number in all sports. Sure. Yes. Good answer. <laughs> you always been zero? What's up? Well, I've always been, uh, growing up, I was always like 13. It's kind of been a family number. Okay. But kind of getting to pro ball and you got some of the people are a little weird about numbers yes. and you got some older guys that wear it so i was just like you know what whatever i'll, I'll, I'll do zero it's kind of a new thing it's and, the hotness yeah so uh i like it yeah. i've had it the last two years and rocked it does so. it it immediately makes you like every 13 year old kid's favorite player <laughs> like that's like that's like one hey, of the qualifiers yeah i'm good i'm good with it yeah you're like scrappy undersized infielder wears yeah. zero that's just like me yeah was 69 taken? Good question. Like, yeah. was Unfortunately, it was. <laughs> Riley Pine, I think, got <laughs> Hunter Stovall on the program. Obviously plays here for the ice. You're off today? I'm off today. Okay, not playing today. Uh, had a had a heck of a streak there at the beginning of the year. What, what 16 in a row? Is that 16, what it was? yeah. But not that you were counting. Yeah, I wasn't counting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was keeping up with it. It's, yeah. uh, I had a 21-game one um, two years ago, and uh, I was just kind of trying to trying to replicate the feel, replicate all that good stuff, going through all that, stay in the groove, kind of not take too many swings, all that good stuff. So, but I mean, you, it was – You're talking about solely in the box, though. You replicate days when you're in a streak like that, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wake up at the exact same time yep. every day, same music every day. Like get out of routine. Left foot down yep. out of bed first. Yep. Like routine's completely the same. Are you, I went to Starbucks. I, I kept <laughs> Starbucks in business. That <laughs> yeah. You're like, can I get a cake pop? And they're yeah. like, sir, it's four fifteen in the morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. do you hear me? Yep. Infielder extraordinaire. Uh, you're all over the diamond. How many gloves you got in the bag? Uh, I've got four right now. <laughs> so I got a middle infield one. Use it sometimes at third. I got a third baseman, but I don't really ever use it. Got an outfielder's uh, glove and a catcher's mitt. Eleven and a half. Oh, you got the catcher's mitt too. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I went to college as was a catcher. So I'm I'm classified as the super utility guy. I'm the I'm the guy that if it'll never happen, but if yeah. something something does happen in the situation, I'll be the guy to go behind the plate. So okay. I, well, and I just got a bunch of bracelets commissions that say. Uh, WWSD, which is what would Stovall do, mm. and like so, it's like where does he want to be on the diamond? Where does he want to bat in the lineup? What's he, that's how I'm living the rest of my life. Well, until nice. the Rockies call you up, yeah. and then I gotta <laughs> gotta move out to call. Uh, emergency catcher. What about emergency pitcher too? Hey, When's the last time you were on the bump? Shoot, eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I get up there and do it though. They want somebody out of EFIS, I throw it up there. You Oops. guys, I mean, the isotopes smash dudes here at the lab. Like if you're up like 15. Are you like are you elbowing Pilo? Oh yeah, like, hey, I'm, I'm walking. Hey, like, I'm, I'm warm. Yeah. I'm warm. Especially on days go. I don't play. I'm like, yo, dude, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. We ain't gonna waste no arms. Throw me in there. I, and I'd be this. I'd be like, listen, I got family here today. I just lie. Anything I could do, <laughs> like it would just every every little mark. Like, yeah. hey, listen, it's a big. It's an anniversary of mine. It's a special. I can't talk about it right now. But now is the one. Joining us on the program, Hunter Stovall. We're excited to have he. You were talking about college a little bit. You were talking about catching during college. Mississippi State? Yes. I mean, that's a culture of baseball down there. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a great place. Then when you're there, are they are they introducing you to the game differently than the way you knew it? Like, I'm gonna, you were talking about your gloves. Is it Does a guy come in and you're falling in love with a different brand? Does a guy come in and you're no longer a Rawlings guy, maybe you're a whatever else guy? Does Do those kind of transformations happen for you at the collegiate level? Yeah, I mean, it's it's – at that level, it, it's, it's a baseball powerhouse. That's, that's, it's one of the greatest stadiums in SEC baseball. So, I mean, it was just you had different people coming in every week with different right. glove brands. They want you to try out these batting gloves, new batting glove brand. I mean, it's just we were in Adidas school, but we didn't have a, we didn't have a brand. Like, we didn't have to swing, swing a uh, specific bat. We didn't right. have to use a specific glove. The pitchers had to wear a specific glove because they had the most TV time. But – so they had all kinds of guys. We, but it didn't really affect – I've always been a Wilson guy, but I currently – have a deal with a, with a company called Sacco out of Vegas. Yeah, um, sure, they're, familiar. They're, yeah, yeah, they're newer, and um, I just I got tired of paying for gloves. I mean, and the and they're doing are, everything hand yes, handmade. handmade. It's it's beautiful leather, awesome quality. I mean, so it's it's good. Well, I'll tell you what's crazy about Sacco because I obviously I don't play professional baseball by any means, but like they put out this banger YouTube video on like how they create everything, mm-hmm. and I will get lost in that like picture and picture <laughs> Mister Rogers stuff oh, forever. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. give that to me. I want yep. more of it. So, uh, Isotopes Field, man, how awesome is it to play in this facility, in this stadium? Oh, it's awesome. This stadium's great. Um, I'm from the south, so I had to get used to the dryness out here a little sure. bit. But uh, other than that, great place to hit. You um, don't say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's this beautiful park. Got a lot of history behind it. So, it's, uh, it's been it's, I've enjoyed playing here. Speaking of Alabama, growing up, uh, Bur- Birmingham, right outside of Birmingham, right outside of Birmingham, Pelham. Yeah. Like, did you grow up a Braves fan? Like, who was I your did. squad growing I did. up? Yeah, Braves. Uh, my whole family grew up Braves fan. My first cousin actually got drafted in this uh, supplemental supplemental first round. Who's supplemental first round pick in two thousand eight to the Braves? There you go, left-handed pitcher. So I mean, I grew up. 
I would get checked out of school because I was, he was, what is he, seven years, eight years older than me. And uh, so I'd get checked out of school and go bat boy his high school games, like his whole high school career. So uh, I grew up watching him. He was an inspiration to me. Um, Always wanted to play professional baseball, of course, yes, Braves fan, wanted to play for the Braves. Um, But it don't work like that. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. you got to wait a couple years. There's There's only so many gigs, right? And then is that Tyler that you're talking about? Tyler, yes. Is he part of the foundation? I know you guys have a lot going on. He's the owner of it. Oh, okay. He's the owner of the whole Stovall Athletics. He started that probably – Five six years ago, and it's been a it's been a hit. It's been I've enjoyed every every every, every bit of it. And the idea that you guys you travel around the world and, and you introduce athletics to, to parts of the world that may not necessarily have easy access. Yes, yes. And when when he goes, he takes a lot of we take donations of baseball equipment from all around the all around the state, really. And we take all of that, or he takes all of that with him there and gives it out. So uh, gloves, cleats, bats, helmets. All the good stuff, so they can enjoy this beautiful game. How what, great! What's it like? Uh, what's it like Thanksgiving and Christmas when you're hanging out uh, with your loser family who's not a professional baseball player? <laughs> Do you and Tyler just rub it in their faces? Yeah, we. Like, uh, How's AutoZone, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we don't really we bond through hunting. That's 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 oh, kind of our family yeah. thing. We hunt like crazy. So uh, we've got some land in Illinois. Uncle, he lives on like thousand acres. So I mean, it's it's we all we've really ever done is hunt as a family. So I mean, we it it gets brought up. Me yeah. and Tyler, we kind of go at it because I mean, he was uh he was kind of unfortunate, had a little difficult path through through the game. So he kind of got screwed. Okay, and uh, so he's kind of kind of got a little bittersweet yeah. feeling about it. So we we get talking about that, and I'm like, yo, bro, I kind of I've made it further than you. If you, if you didn't know, <laughs> I I grew up in Southern Illinois, and. Yeah. The part about growing up in Southern Illinois is uh, the first day of hunting season. That's a that's a school holiday. Oh yeah, that's a it's a different thing out yeah. there. And then I didn't know until I like got into my late teen years. I was traveling the country. I'm in California. I'm like, what do you mean you don't get white? Like it's white tailed deer yep. right now. Like what do you yep. mean you don't get that off? Yep. The whole other thing. Speaking of family, congratulations! You brought a newborn baby into yep. this world. Let's Thank go, Hunter. Hey, Let's hey, go. They back they back at home. Are they here in Albuquerque? Yeah, they're back at home. Yeah. Um, we're gonna try to wait until she gets a little bit older. Okay. Just, uh, they, they'll come out here at some point, but we're just kind of. Still hesitant on the flying and stuff right now, so uh, we'll figure that out. But it's been it's been something. It's just a great experience. You'll see. So, uh, I saw some stuff I'll never forget. Yeah, uh, that's crazy stuff. Good and bad. Yeah, like, crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> crazy stuff. And uh, but yeah, overall, it's it's. I told my wife. I said, let me. The second that thing popped out, I was like, I've already got a new love that I've never experienced oh, in my incredible. entire life. Oh, I love that. So it's uh, it's 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 awesome. What's what's your craziest hunting story? We have. <laughs> Riley, Riley Smith last year was like our, our repeat offender. He's like our number one friend of the show yeah, last year. Yeah. And he told us a story about shooting feral hogs out ever. of a helicopter with automatic weapons. So I haven't done that. That's on my list. <laughs> but uh, but I'm, uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big pig hunter. I love hunting okay. pigs. Yeah. We got them like crazy. We, uh, we have a place that we've been hunting for years down there near Tuscaloosa. Uh, yeah. Most right dangerous along. game, Fred. But pig? Is what they say. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Things get after you. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we, we run dogs on them. We trap them, um, catch them, stab them, all that good stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's some exhilarating stuff. If you ain't careful when them get a hold of you, you cut wide open. Oh, yeah. no. So, uh, mm-hmm. 
So it's um, well, I've watched them cut open dogs, wide open guts hanging out. I mean, it's it's them things don't play. Wait, and, and you're talking like like out like a, like dressing it in the field, like like packing out whatever, and then leaving the rest to nature, like yeah, that we, type we, of. Yeah, oh my that. god, that's, that's wild to me. Yeah. That's, so, that's so wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's, over here like I'm walking into like the local IGA or whatever, and I'm like I'm like, well, these chops are butterfly. I think this will be good. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll take these. Yeah. Hunter's like, nah, you got to become yeah. a man. Yeah. He, it's Fred didn't know pork chops came from pigs until he's like 24 no why would i know that <laughs> we have pork steaks where i grew up i thought that was like just like beef he said, he, no said he said pork and pigs are the same animal lord have mercy what if you told me <laughs> I, I only thought <laughs> are you guys are laughing everything i ever have eaten has come from like mcdonald's farm yeah. Like like sure. like old McDonald's farm is only the only food I know. Yeah. I, Hunter's like Hunter's like you know nothing you ever hit with your car. No, yeah. Hunter, never. <laughs> so fun. Roadkill yeah. cafe. Yeah. So I grew up with all that stuff. We grew up. Uncle's got a far, had a farm. We got my wife, her family. They live on a giant farm. So they got cattle, pigs, chickens, donkeys. They got all that stuff. So Love it's it. it's. It's uh, go out there and mess with them. It's fun. Hunter Stovall, part-time baseball player, full-time enthusiast of hunting That's and the farm about. life. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, brother. Yeah, thank you all for having Good me. Good little sit-down, man. Number zero, the dude, Hunter Stovall. Where do we get back? Miami Heat. You follow the Heat? You're from Alabama. You nah, got... I ain't a big basketball guy. Not at all. Don't nah, even... I don't care about it. See, baseball, baby. Let's go. So we talk about it. I'm telling you, athletes don't like other sports. Yeah. If I have you to hit like a three-pointer right now, how's your form? I hit it. See, all right. There you go. Baseball players can play everything. Doesn't mean he'd like it. No yeah. one else can play baseball. <laughs> That's what it is. That's, two, yeah. two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The, the Sports Animal. I don't think this is Tina Turner. This is not Tina Turner. It's not even Ike Turner. Who's Ike Turner? It's not even Trey Turner. Who's Ike Turner? That would be uh, Tina Turner's ex. He's a, ba- a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Trey Turner is the shortstop for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's a good dude. Does Tina Turner have kids? I can consult the Googs. I don't know if she does or not. That's why I'm. I'm not trying to. Like, I'm not, I'm not, not trying not, to put you on a spot. Like a but, musical legacy? Is that what you're concerned about? I just. Uh, Tina Turner didn't seem mid-80s, did she? Never. 83. Never. I mean, just so insanely beautiful, too. Well, that's a tough loss for the uh, world. Tough loss for the world. Three kids. Ike Turner Jr. is a child. Ronnie Turner, Raymond Craig Turner, and Michael Turner. So that's four kids. Michael Turner? Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons running back? The Michael San- Burner Turner? The San Diego Chargers running back, Michael Turner? Yeah. I think so. Boston Celtics held on last night, Van, against the Miami Heat, prevailing 116-99, to 99, starting the most epic comeback in the history of the National Basketball Association, now well on their way to overthrowing what was a 3-0 lead. Because they're currently sitting 1-3 against the Miami Heat and. That guy, that dude, our father, Jimmy Butler, when asked about it at the press conference after the game, they said, are you concerned about winning the series? And he said, what, Van? No. That was it. Yeah. That was all. That's That's the the quote. That's the whole press conference. You want me to play the audio for you? No reason. No. No. Okay. It's a good takeaway. Got it. 
They're up 3-0. It's never happened before in the history of the sport. Of course he's not worried. He's Hemi Butler. 150-0. Of course he's not worried. 150-0 are teams that have been up 3-0 in the NBA playoffs. I thought it was 139-0. It's 150. 150? 150. Are they counting the ABA? Also, you just said 139, which is the same number you were saying the other day before the Lakers got swept, and then you didn't bother to, to even add, add one. one more. Okay, so I think, it's a, I think it's 140. It's 150. <laughs> People li- who listen to this show regularly are like, that's a van thing to do. Oh, totally. Yeah, simple math. I don't roll the one. Now, hear me out. And this, I might be oversimplifying it. Why didn't Miami just sweep them? That would have been way easier. They love Boston. They wanted to go back to Boston, have some Irish food, have the, some, some shepherd's pie, the real, downtown Boston. The real motivation is they just wanted to do better than the Lakers in the Eastern Conference Championship. And this is like, so they've won that national conversation. They're not as bad as the Lakers were in the Western Conference Championship. So when it all shakes out, they're third place and not fourth place. Yeah. Okay. Smart move. That's. I think that's a real point. Also, like uh, the Miami Heat were like eight of forty from three point. They're Same not. Region. They're not going to shoot that poorly next game. So R.I.P. Celtics. At home, R.I.P. Celtics. It doesn't go back to Miami. I didn't think it would go to Boston. I didn't either. I did not either. I thought for sure with the way that this entire series had looked, and I think I even said it when I started the when I started the segment, I said, hung on. Like, this was not a and, – and the score looked like what it was, which was 17 points, but it didn't feel like a 17-point dub. It felt like they, they just pulled away at the end, not in control that way. Well, the Celtics finally started hitting shots. Yeah. The Celtics aren't as bad as they've looked. They're a very talented team. They just ran into playoff Jimmy. Jason Tatum, 34 of them on 14 of 22 shooting. His big impact, though, was at the three-point line. The whole team's big impact was at the three-point line. Jason Tatum hit five of them. Al Horford hit three. Derek White hit three. Marcus Smart hit three. Grant Williams hit four. Grant Williams says, nobody beats Grant Williams four times in a row. It's happened before. It'll happen again. (laughs) Only one more of them. And I guess this is this is a positive, I guess, for Denver. I guess Denver is, like, g- good. Because in theory, you would leave directly from Boston to Denver. So if you, were to, if you were to win out tomorrow night in Boston, you fly directly to Denver. That tracks. Sure. Yeah, you want to get acclimated to the high altitude. You want to be in town as long as possible for the first two games. Also, with the sweep, there's a nine-day layoff yeah. for Denver. They're going to forget how to play basketball. Nine days off is so long. There is, I, I know you want to not. I don't the, even vacation for that long. Yeah. Knocking the rust off is real. Ah, just Denver's so good, though, at home. At home. And I know we're, like, projecting past this series, which we should, but... If it's Miami or if it's Boston that goes there, there's no way they're going to need to ease back into the game. Like, they feel a destiny right now. You think Nikola Jokic is going to allow his team not to be ready? 
not to be crisp. I don't think that. Nikola Jokic doesn't do commercials. Nikola Jokic doesn't have social media. Nikola Jokic does 30-second interviews after the game. He answers one question, he fulfills his duty, and he's gone. He doesn't care about fame and fortune. The Joker wants rings. The Joker wants another MVP. The Joker wants to be the best on the planet. The Joker wants what's best for his teammates. He's not going to be rusty. He doesn't care. He's going to have his team ready. Nikola Jokic does not care about your sponsorships. Of course not. Why would he? Why start now? Good first hour of the program. Aaron Rodgers running his mouth. A little NFL talk before we get back. Sweet. What he said, I'll break it down after this. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now betting for the Sports Animal. Your, Your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two men, men on, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on deck circle, circle. Robert, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to Two Men On, live from the Mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We, of course, started our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Big thank you to the YMCA. Man in the concession stand tomorrow night at the Pro Wrestling Show, man. Duke City Pro Wrestling is making its debut tomorrow night at the historic El Rey Theater. Doors are at 6. The bell is at 7.30. Tickets available at dccwtickets.com. Uh, van floor seats all but sold out at this point. Oh, no. Yeah. Only GA? Uh, well, not only. Well, first of all, there were hundreds of floor seats. So if you can find some, get them immediately. But the GA is what is available. But the GA is going to be bangers anyways. It's that two-tier setup there at the Historic Elway. You're going to absolutely love it. Big thank you to the 66 Diner as they are providing lunch to your boys so very often. Milkshakes and boogers, they are absolutely delicious in every single way you quantify delicious. Hollow Spirits will be hosting the watch party this upcoming Saturday night for the New Mexico United as they are on the road. Come hang out with us there don't forget please uh, your boys enjoying mexico's vodka that's teller vodka van we don't do it on the weekends we do it right here at Stokes ballpark with our watermelon walk-off directly across the concourse from us yes is the teller booth you can get the watermelon walk-off boom delicious mariachi margarita oh my god best in the business double delicious uh my favorite the grapefruit hibiscus mm-hmm. lemonade Tri- triple delicious yeah and don't forget about the blueberry lavender. If you if you forget about the blueberry lavender, um, just make sure you're having a watermelon walk-off. By the way, yeah. I hope you're on the edge of your seat because I am. Okay. Because that Teller tea is about to drop, brother. I, I already know about I've it. I've never been so more excited about anything I, in my life. I know all about it. I don't need, I mean, you don't have to tell me. I know all about it. ABQ Axe is where the boys are every throw on Thursday. Come hang out with us there, and it's $750 off every individual, every hour that you're throwing axes with the boys. A big thank you to ABQ Axe, one of the OG sponsors of the program. Back with the program from the Sports Animal Live Texter. Van is the Skip Bayless of Sports Animal. Is that a compliment? No. No. It's derogatory. Yeah, it's derogatory. Skip Bayless seems talented. That's the word you want to use? Sure. I'll go with that. Think he's, he's he's a talent. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, his, res- his resume says talent. 
Yeah, it says talent right there on the resume. First line. So. It's not the best feedback you've ever gotten. So, so thanks thanks for all the kind words is, is what I'm saying right now. It's a really sweet thing to say to another man. <laughs> just man to man, I really appreciate you out there. Just if uh, you could have said anything nice or you could have said nothing. <laughs> just. Where would we be without our haters, Fred? Me and you? Yeah. I'd be in the exact same place. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, good point. Not really the motivation I have ever had. Well, I mean... I believe it was Mahatma Gandhi that said... Oh, I cannot wait for whatever lie you're about to tell. If you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. That was Gandhi, wasn't it? I think he was quoting Abraham Lincoln when he said it, but yeah, I think that's correct. <laughs> and Michael Scott. Your personal hero... Oh, who is this? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was in uh, OTAs today. Pre-practice. Yeah. Doing practice pre-practice. before practice. Ain't talking about the game. Talking about pre-practice. Ain't talking about the game that I love. Talking about OTAs, man. Talking about, uh, you don't have to be here. It's cool if you are. And he's never, ever gone to him. No. Myself and Packer Nation included knows that he's never showed up to one of these. Never, ever. The second he got the starting job, Second, he ripped the football from Brett Favre's money laundering hands. Nice. <laughs> oh, as soon as he did that, what, man? Oh my goodness! He surrendered. He quit practicing. <laughs> did he give up? Not once in 16 years since he stole that job from that Wrangler Sporting money laundering hillbilly. So on did his, he go to practice once? So he goes to practice today, Van. And he goes to New York or and or New Jersey and he starts practicing all of a sudden. Super practicing. And then gets hurt on day one. See. Pulls a caffy. See what happens? Pulled a sled. See what happens. With one Larry? with one thirty five pound weight on it. I'm not joking. I saw it. He was pulling a sled with one thirty five pound weight and pulled a calfy. I mean, he's a quarterback. He only uses his arms, right? Strongest calves of the game are from friend of the show, Mailman, who's joining us on the Sports <laughs> Animal Hotline. Mailman, welcome to the show, brother. What's happening, dude? I was there at the game last night. Had How'd it a go? Time. How'd it go? It was good. Now you're talking about the Miami Heat game. The Heat Celtics game. 14 to 3. 15 to 3. Big game last night. Big game last night. You coming tonight? We're throwing out the first pitch. Uh, no, nah, I ain't going to make it tonight. I'm still working. No. But uh, what I wanted to get at you with uh, was. Still with us, Mailman? Uh, was that there was a, uh, that was, I have it on good authority, <laughs> there was a phone call last night, middle of the night. It came, and it went to, uh, it went to uh, Jimmy Bucky. And, and it just said, it was, it was just joking. On the other line, he said, I must break you. Oh, he hung up <laughs> and Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets was like, oh, uh, was that Jokic? And so he called him back. He said, is this you, Joker? And he said, uh, you will lose. And hung up the phone. I mean, that tracks. Hardcore. Jimmy said, no. Hardcore. 
Now, luckily, Jimmy Butler skipped 20 games this year due to load management, so he's well and rested, and that's why he's allowed to be Jimmy Playoffs in this moment. Unlike Jokic, who uh, was fighting not to lose an MVP and then eventually lost it at the very end of the season. So he's got that he's got that one up on him as a number eight seed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, all right, mailman, whether or not you come to Isotopes, I'll, I'll put two tickets and we'll call for you. Whether or not you come to Isotopes tonight, are you going to Duke City Championship Wrestling at El Rey Theater tomorrow? Good question. Dude, some of us have to work for a living. <laughs> My boss ain't going to let me, man. If Aww. I could, I would. Uh, I, I'll have to see. I'll have it's to see. All if night event. Make it, I'll make it, but it gets awfully hot out here, man. <laughs> water, the dogs are chasing you. Not, not a lot of water. <laughs> it's just every, every excuse to not go. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'll be at one of them. I'll be at one of them. I love everything about Mailman, that. super important question. How's this new generation of dogs? Do they got the same taste for mailmen that the old generation used to have? Actually, they're soft. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I got to do is gr- I growl at them and they run. <laughs> I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. I'm, I'm on the fence here. Yep. Mailman, thank you so very much for taking the time, brother. Later, fellas. What a good dude. I don't at all hate, I don't at all hate the idea that there's this, like, opposing, like, Russia versus America narrative. It won't exist. It won't come up. It won't be a thing. Also, I don't know if Djokic is from Russia. Serbian. Serbia. They also hate Russia. Well, hold up. Everyone Wait. hates Russia. Every even, single, even Russians. Russians super hate it. But, yeah, no, I, I do enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoy that kind of energy, that kind of narrative. Griff, I didn't get you if you were coming at me. What was that? Friend of the show, Lenny, joining us. Back the, to back? What do we do to deserve this excellence? Well, what happened was the, the Sports Animal Live texter was calling you Skip Bayless, so all these people who are agreeing <laughs> are calling in to confirm. Lenny, how are you, brother? Oh, I wouldn't call anyone Skip Bayless. It's, you know, no one deserves that. I mean, he's a gentleman. But man. I will give J.J. Reddick credit for uh, holding Stephen A. in check this morning. Oh, I didn't see so it. I, oh, yeah. He called him out and said, you've never played the sport unless you went to, like, Weber State or your three game. He just called him out and check about, you know, uh, uh, with LeBron retiring or not. And Stephen A. just kept his mouth quiet. So Ooh. he got rid of Max Kellerman because Max Kellerman would never have a take. And now we went up against J.J. Reddick, who just checked him into the boards with a Yosich face plant. Yeah, I like that. Lenny with the TMZ SPN so, update. But now let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. He got hurt today, but the Jets got a two-for-one special because Alan Lazard, his running mate, also got hurt. Yeah, he got hit in the nugget pouch today. Right, but they both got hurt the first day. See, the problem with... with uh, the OTAs for uh, Rodgers is the last time he went to OTAs, he was in college. So he forgot what that felt like. Forgot what but it was I'm like to let the medicine Because he is doing everything with the Jets in one season that he hasn't done with the Packers in the past 15. Okay. Getting out with is the fans, a- getting out to practice, and doing everything that everyone thought we- he wouldn't do. But it's practice. If he gets hurt in OTAs, he knows the playbook already. But the flip side is he's 39 years old, and as you see with LeBron, it takes a toll on you. 
And we'll just see. And as much as I'm a Jet fan, I just thought it was a bad trade. Because they're going to have to give up a number one next year also. Well, I, no I love, I love the trade so much. I mean, if they, if, if they get two years out of Rodgers, especially now that he cares and he's practicing and he's trying, not just floating on his innate athletic ability, I think, oh, man, they got him. He is yeah, showing you know up. How much the Jets, do you know how much the Jets owe him over the next two seasons? Oh, they'll restructure that. Oh, there's, I know, there's but no have, way Yeah, but that's going to bring them into then on year three or four because they can put portable years on the contract to spread it out. Still hit him with twenty, thirty million a year in cap dead money. Well, not wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. not wrong at all. But they haven't I mean, we had don't a good got the quarterback in the world. Ever. Woody Johnson. I think he got too much into his talcum powder with the company. Oh gosh! Nice. Oh gosh! <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm sorry. That's just the honesty of a New York fan, as opposed to a Lobo fan who just can't hear anything that's bad with him. The, my favorite part about Lenny is when he throws his jabs. They're like a level above where they should be. Like, like these. Like I'm, 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 ch- I'm chasing you right now, Lenny. The I think no. Jets fans should be excited, but what is going to end up happening? Right, you're going to make it to the first round of the playoffs, and if you don't make it past them, this whole thing almost ends up just being a disaster okay. and a failure. Everyone got excited that the Knicks made it out of the first round. To me, that's a Monday morning coffee. Who cares? You made it out of the first round. Great. The stupidest thing in the in the off season was you kept Tom Thibodeau with all the other better coaches fired sitting on the sideline. He's a different dude because players don't love him. No, but he doesn't know how to, like Spolcher does, get the best out of his players. Who does Miami have around Jimmy Butler? I mean, you got Kyle Lowry, who got his AARP card, you know, and he's going to look like Batman in the Flash, except he won't be able to run and jump. I mean, sure, and you have two of your top rotation players out. Who else does he have? Hey, bam. Seven undrafted players. And, of course, we got to give Michael Jordan credit on this because he made the mistake of getting rid of the wrong Martin brothers when they were both with Charlotte. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. Back back to your Rodgers rant. I think if he wins one playoff game, especially be happy. a home but playoff game. two number one picks? Yes. No, it's not. When's the last time the Jets have done anything? It doesn't matter. In, I, just, I, I don't care about any of that. I'm on team Two one number here. one picks for one playoff victory. It, it, it's not worth it. Because once he's gone and you've lost those two number one picks, especially next year, which would then have one year experience in 2024 when he, or 2025, what do we have? We're going yeah, back to Zach Wilson, headlights, or, who had, or some other retread. It'll be some other retread because Wilson will become so disenfranchised this season that the, he has to be moved. He will become cancerous. In two years, he'll be quarterbacking for the expansion team in Salt Lake. Yeah, I was just going to say something along that line. Yeah. And then I'm going to just do a quick thing. After Miami does the gentleman closeout or gentleman sweep in four games to one, they need to get rid of Joe Mazzulla. Jalen Brown is out the door. And then we could just watch the heat get rolled in six by uh, Jokic and company. Oh, six ain't a rolling, though. Six is I know, in the mix. I, I mean, but, you know, I think just because Jimmy's in a different level when it comes to the playoffs, he's not going to let them get swept. Oh, I agree just with that. Like, and just like he's not going to let them collapse to Boston. Everyone he, thinks because Boston won last night, 
you know, they're going to creep back in and win another three and do what no other team has ever done before. Lenny's you know, bringing the four straight. Yeah, you're bringing the fire right now, Lenny. Lenny, we're at the break, but thank you for the takes because I feel the way that you feel about those New York of New Jersey Jets. Whenever we get back, this is going to be a fun one. I'm really excited about this, man. Super stoked. We're going to sit down with Jesse Stender. He's the assistant player development director for the Colorado Rockies. We're going to talk a little bit about what it takes to become a Major League Baseball player and why you didn't have the stuff, man. I don't have the knees. End of story. Tune on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. <laughs> the Sports Animal. Don't miss the opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Bach. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This is not Tina Turner. I'm noticing a trend. On the one day we're supposed to be playing homage to Tina Turner. Um, I think maybe. There's not as many bangers as you presented? Oh, no. There's way more oh, bangers. Okay. I think there might be a limit to how many we could play legally. And Griffin is trying to keep us in, in the black here. The internet's like, there's too many Tina Turner streams today. Uh, no more for you. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. I don't know anything about what I'm doing professionally. I need to be developed. Okay, man? Okay. We're bringing in, from the Colorado Rockies, Jesse Stender. Welcome, brother. Director of Player Development, or Assistant Director of Player Development for the Colorado Rockies. Assistant to the Director, corrected by John Trump. (laughs) It's all the same thing. Jesse, welcome to the show. Pull that microphone right up to your mouth for me, brother. So, obviously, with the Rockies, you you went to Boulder. You got a lot of Denver in you. Like, this is the dream job from the time you were a kid. Uh, when When did you kind of discover that, your part of athletics was going to be administrative as opposed to on the field. Yeah, I think it was, I was a decent high school baseball player yeah. growing up in Colorado. Um, always had goals of playing beyond high school. Um, my dad, who's a straight shooter, asked me, are you ever going to make money playing baseball? And as tough as that was to hear as a yeah. high school Ice cold. senior, Ice he was right, and uh, so I, I chose the academics route. The worst it, part was he said it to you like on senior night after your last, <laughs> like you're sitting in the dugout, no, and it was, bawling it was, your eyes out. It was out. going into senior year, <laughs> and so I had that looming over my head the entire yeah. season. So thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So so he presented you obviously with a life challenge, right? That's a pivot point for you, and and you were you looked at a bunch of avenues on how to stay connected to the game. You looked at a bunch of ways to be a part of an organization you love, which is the Colorado Rockies, and you found that success, my man. Like, what has that journey been like? Entering the organization and being able to be part of the development of so many players yeah it's been wild um you know i was and i talked to a lot of people who are in college right now and they're trying to get to the places that i got yeah and you know i look at their resumes their experiences and nine out of ten times they're way ahead of where i was in in college of course they are um they're setting themselves up for success and i look back and I'm, i'm like i'm not qualified for this well a couple bro- breaks went my way and um, ended up with the Rockies. Very foot-in-the-door job through a connection. I got very lucky to, to be where I am today. The friends of the show know I'm a baseball dork. It's my number one sport. I played all the way up until COVID. I love the game. What is it about the sport of baseball that attracted to you as a baseball player and then now being in the business? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to, to love the sport. Um, you know, growing up, 
it was my dad's favorite sport, uh, my brother's favorite sport. You know, we played from the moment we could walk out in the backyard. We didn't know what we were doing back there, but we were we were picking up random things, throwing them, hitting them with sticks. Right, um, same. Crab so, apples, that's what uh, we had as kids. <laughs> whatever we could find, we were, we were whacking at it. Um, so it was always just a part of us. Dad coached me all the way up until high school. Um, there's just something about uh, going out to a ballpark and watching a game, the, the grass, the smells. Um, it's, it's special in that way. Jesse Stender joining us. He is the assistant director of player development for the Colorado Rockies here on Two Men On on the Sports Animal. Thank you for taking the time, brother. I mean, we asked about Wynton Bernard right now, right? There's sure. no reason to wait, right? So sure. Wynton comes up last year, and it's it's not just the most important story to us, you know, as we followed his ice tubs career for so very long, but nationally it catches like a steam. Is, is there any advice? Is there any corralling? Like, how do you take an energy surrounding one guy specifically, and how do you as an organization uh, cradle that? Yeah, it's special. You know, he earned the call up yeah it's not like one of these stories where okay we we have a need and he's kind of the last man standing he went out there and he did it with his play right um and it speaks to who he is uh the type of person the worker he is honestly he could have mailed it in a number of years ago um and a lot of guys do and he just kept going and kept going and he finally got his chance and it was well deserved he was obviously on a torrid pace here um one of the best hitters in all of minor league baseball last year Mm -hmm very much deserved it and and he earned it through all the hard work i mean you got like toolsy specimens what is the x factor like for you know Winton bernard maybe it's his work ethic maybe it's his attitude you got tons of freak athletes everywhere up and down the minor leagues what's that x factor that you look for you know it it kind of varies by guy um each guy has their own upbringing each guy has their own set of circumstances um, you never truly know how a clubhouse is going to gel. Um, you know, the, the age-old question, you know, does, does winning breed, breed the culture or does the culture bring the winning? Um, and, and you throw a bunch of, right now we got, I think, 32 guys in our clubhouse here. And all different experiences, age levels, where they grew up, the experiences they've had in pro ball. Um, and, and you just hope that they mesh. And each guy, like Trevor Boone right now, you know, this guy was in Arizona two weeks ago, which if you're looking at the, the minor league ladder, that's about four rungs below where we are right now. Right. And he comes into this clubhouse, and he makes friends, and he's just himself. And he is playing hard. He's playing smart. He's playing up to his abilities that we've all seen. And he's just bringing an element that is bettering the team. And, again, from guy to guy, you never truly know what that's going to be, what that's going to look like. Are they going to fold under the pressure? Are they going to take off under the pressure? And so we see different examples like Wynton Bernard last year, like Trevor Boone right now. Guys just embracing what they're given and taking it and running with it. We talk a lot about major league baseball players and the fellowship and kind of everything that surrounds the, the clubhouse, including in what? Rizzing, right? We, we talk about guys who, mm-hmm. who, who uh, play a couple pranks on each other who, who maybe keep the, the clubhouse fun. Do you have that in the administrative side? When they're asking about like, one of the hundreds of players in the organization, <laughs> does somebody ever just throw in like a, like a made-up curveball name and you're like, oh, yeah, solid middle infielder from the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a lot of guys that play baseball. Um, there are a lot of guys across the industry that work in baseball. Um, no, it's, there's definitely a brotherhood yeah. on, on both sides. And, um, you know, you, you try it. I come to town. 
you don't want to be the suit. You don't yeah. want to be the guy that comes in there and the decision maker and you guys stay in line. Like, you want them to be themselves. Staff needs to coach how staff coaches. Players need to play how they play, whether you're there or not. Um, so as, as much as you can let them be themselves through you being yourself, it, it goes a long ways for these guys. So, you know, whether it's, you know, Josh Sushan or Pilo or the players, my favorite question to ask is, who's must-see TV here for Isotopes fans? Earlier in the season was Britton Doyle. Now he's playing center field for the Colorado Rockies. Um, a lot of people now say Nolan Jones. You know, he's not going to be here for very long. Who's this special guy that we got on the roster right now where you're like, Isotopes fans, get here and watch this guy? Yeah, I think you hit it with Nolan Jones. Um, the guy could easily be in the big leagues right now. Um, obviously, our, our roster construction and, um, you know, things that are playing out at the big league level are, are keeping him here. Um, but he hasn't hung his head. He's gone out there and continued to excel. And, um, I mean, the guy is, is special in the box. He can really hit. Um, he's tooled up, and he, he's a specimen, obviously, and it translates on the baseball field. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a guy that you want to watch because he can hit it far. He can hit it to all fields, um, and, and he's improving daily uh, on the defensive side. And an absolute cannon. Big arm. Jesse Stender joining us. He is the assistant director of player development for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, let's put one focus on one word there, and that's development. So when you're talking to, to young adults today who are growing up and playing the game, and they grew up in different worlds than we grew up in, we were just talking about John Morant and the social media and how it's you're living two lives constantly, it feels like, and that's true for professional athlete. What have you found is the thing that resonates almost as a whole with everyone? Is it a, hey, at the, your time here, when you're done professionally, you're going you're gonna to be a better player and opportunity with this much money? Or is it, hey, when you're here and this professionally, you're going to make this impact on the game? Like, what is... What is that magic sprinkle that hits with so many people? I don't think there is a magic sprinkle. Um, you know, just with the wide variance of, of yeah. type of player, again, background, you know, you have to reach them where they're at. And not no two player is the same. Right. So our job is to give them any and all resources that might jumpstart that. You know, whether it's the work on the field, the work off the field, um, you know, sleep, nutrition, Whatever it is, we have to reach them where they're at because you never know what's truly going to click with a guy. It's just like you can have five coaches and they gravitate to one coach. Well, not everybody goes to that coach mm -hmm. because these other guys bring something themselves. So um, giving each player as many resources as possible and then learning how they learn. Once you pick up on that, this works for this guy, yeah. this works for that guy, um, and then really tailoring a plan to each specific player is is really the key to this thing what is like the wildest request what is like the, <laughs> we go. what is like a guy shows up in the clubhouse and and you got like silk covered pillows or something just waiting for a dude yeah um we don't get a whole lot of that at the minor league level yeah um these guys are yes sir yes ma'am yeah they want to make sure that they're not seen as anything over the top or high maintenance sure um now if if uh and when paul egan's our traveling secretary at the big league level when he's in town yeah that would be a great Ask question away. for him yeah, let's and, do that uh, i assume i'm sure he'd have to be a little pg about yeah. certain things um but he he'd be that'd be a good question for him charlie wants like a pokemon stop at coors field or something he's like he's <laughs> like every day i show up i'm gonna catch an epic one like then i'm gonna go to the, and you're like you're like that's weird but 
it's doable. Like, yeah. we'll figure it out. That'd be one of the easier ones, to be honest. Still wild. That's super <laughs> out there. I just made it up off the top of my head. Jesse, anything we missed, brother? No, no. I mean, this is a fun team, yeah. obviously. Offense every single night, this ballpark, this league. Um, you know, the pitching is coming along. It's, it's a fun team to watch. Um, it's a joy to be here. Obviously, Albuquerque is close to home for me. I've come down here plenty of times, whether I'm playing myself or I'm um, coming down to watch the isotopes. Yep. So, um, it's it's a good partnership with John Traub and the, the Albuquerque isotopes. That's a and, dude and, right there. And, yeah. we, and we love being hand-in-hand with the group. Jesse, Stins, excuse me, Jesse Stender, thank you so very much, the Assistant Director of Player Development for your Colorado Rockies. Thanks, Jesse. When we get back, man, we are less than one hour away from you and I throwing out the first pitch here at the ballpark tonight. I haven't decided which hand I'm using yet. Jesse, any up? <laughs> Give us one word of encouragement for this first pitch. There will be upwards of thousands of fans staring yeah, directly yeah. at us. No, you guys are on a, on a big stage tonight. We're in a lot of I trouble. would say before you deliver the pitch, yeah. take a deep breath and just visualize what you want to do. This is real actual advice. We haven't got this yet. Be, good. Be cool, <laughs> Ben. So, so deep breath yeah. in through the nose, out through the mouth. Step up there and let her rip. Clear the mechanism. Heard you loud and clear. Visualize taking deep breaths. Got it. Okay. (laughs) You guys will do great. What could go wrong? (laughs) Hopefully a lot. If all goes well, it'll all go terrible. (laughs) Jesse, thank you so much. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Thursday morning on the opening drive, we have something new for you. And what kind of stories does Jeff return with? The opening drive with Jeff Semietta and J.J. Buck starts at 7 a.m. Ah, the Tina Turner banger, It's Time to Rock. Okay, I'd like to tell you, Fred, they quit playing Tina Turner an hour ago. Tina Turner stopped getting played in my house like years ago. We got a strongly worded email from the FCC that, hey, that's enough Tina Turner for today. Too soon, they said. Too you. soon. If anyone's going to honor her legacy, it's not going to be YouTube, dork. <laughs> <laughs> not quite good enough. Yeah. little NFL talk because speaking of contracts, I think we're obligated. Patrick Mahomes says, quote, I worry about my legacy and winning rings, then making money. I'll yeah. never do anything that will hurt this team. You want to keep the bar pushing? It's not about being the highest paid guy. Wow, Patrick Mahomes is an idiot. <laughs> Really? Is it about rings, Gollum? Is that what it is? Is that what this is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gollum? Yeah. Is that what it is? Last time I checked, you got some. You're good. You're on a trajectory to have more than the goat. Hey, you know what's cool for rings to put them in a bag? Go get a bag. (laughs) Go get a bag of money. When he goes to Burger King. No, no, Whataburger. He's a Whataburger guy. Okay, when he goes to Whataburger, he never eats fries. He has, Only onion rings. He has an endorsement. Only onion rings. Oh, okay. I did, it took yeah. me a second. Mm-hmm. Dang it, okay. that's a good one. Thank you. Dude loves Sonic. <laughs> not the not the restaurant, the video game. The hedgehog. Yes. Cause Why? Because of, of the rings. Because he collects all the rings. <laughs> you know what his favorite logo is? You got to tell me what. Obviously the Olympics. Ah, uh, how many? Why? Because there's five of them? Because there's five rings. Five rings. A lot of rings. <laughs> <laughs> The, when you have an endorsement from every single brand on the planet, I think it's easy to say I don't care about my contractual money from the team. Also, I don't know why sports teams don't do more of this. Yeah. Why have the Chiefs not gotten a million dollars from 100 different car dealerships in Kansas City and paid their quarterback the mini? Like, why am I just now thinking this? Why, why is the guy who has a half a billion dollar contract? Right. 
who is on every commercial, every commercial break, not just during football season, every commercial break ever, he's like, not a big money guy. Yeah. I'm in, a, I'm in it for the championships. You know, it's the love of the – I get paid in high fives from my teammates, and uh, I know it's, like, awkward when I go to deposit them at the bank, but they accept them. Now, now hold on. Yeah, hold on. If you want to give away all this money, Patrick, I got two dudes right here who could use a couple more bucks on the side. Doesn't he own part of the Royals? Amongst everything else in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> they nicknamed, they renamed Kansas City Barbecue to the Mahomes Arama Q. That's how much pull he has. How long how long's his window? With the way the NFL rules are and say, his window's big, right? It's gotta be big. He's not in the middle of it, he's in the beginning of it. Sure. Started early. Yeah. Success early. Correct. Still young. Uh-huh. Still healthy. Yes. They the NFL changed all the rules just for him. This is a Mickey Rourke approach. Please don't be a professional boxer, Patrick. No, don't do that. You're gonna mess up your face and your brain. He's not an ugly dude. He's okay, I'll give you that. You put him on sponsorship stuff, I'm in. I'm like, oh, Patrick Mahomes does it? Boy does it too. So you, can, you can just chat GPD, uh, chat, chat GPT Kermit the Frog, and you could put him in any commercial. You don't even have to do him. If there was a commercial of Patrick Mahomes doing Rainbow Connection, it would become the number one karaoke song in about five minutes around this country. It would be the number one TikTok trender that could possibly be TikToked. That's how much drip Patrick Mahomes has. All of it? Yes. All of the time. Patrick Mahomes, just like every single person on the entirety of this planet, including the friends of the show listening to this show, do not care where their money comes from as long as they're getting the money. You and I have this. We have a salary here. Cool. You know what else we have? The endorsement deals. That's what it's about. Go get them endorsies. And he's not selling them himself. He got a team of dudes. He got the best one. He got the NFL's biggest sponsor. Where was the Super Bowl last year? Oh, State Farm Stadium. What what commercial? What commercial was on every commercial break? Oh, State Farm. He's fine. Super fine. I like the sediment though. It's gonna make the fan base love you forever, ever. Even though none of it's true. None of it's true. Yes. You want to win. Also, you have all of the money. Mm-hmm. You get it both ways. Congratulations, pa- Patrick. Patrick, why is your cloak and dagger covered in so much drip? <laughs> why are you fooling these fans so drippedly? You know what I need? More Lombardi trophies to put on the mantle next to this bed made of money that I sleep on every night. It's pretty sweet. Chips. We'll step away from it when we come back to it. A little potpourri to end the hour. When are we throwing out our first pitch? Uh, 6-18. All right, so I'm starting to get nerves. Are you? It just set in on me. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm now, I've become nervous. There's only a few thousand people going to watch us. So that, oh, that's probably it. So the gates have opened here at Isotopes Park. Yeah, and there's people here. And they're here. You realize it's real now. You need a couple of um, Watermelon walk-offs. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we yes. need some watermelon yes. walk-offs. <laughs> Thank you, Griff. For the reminder. I need three of them. I need to go down in the field, juggle them, crack one open while on the field, slam it with stone, another one. Stone cold. Like it. Stone Cold oh, Steve yeah. Austin. Smart move. Drizzle myself in it. 
lace a strike right down the middle. We got. And then run off of the field at full speed. We got GM John Trobs right here. Let's ask him if that's permissible. I know his answer, but let's still ask. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Sports Animal. Are you amped? Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, bro. The Jim Rome Show. Show. Weekdays at 10. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The The Sports Sports Animal. Animal. The Unzer Racing Museum opened in 2005 and has obviously been a staple of this Albuquerque community for, I mean, that's a long time now. They, um... Moving to Nebraska, man. Hunter Museum. They're going. Uh, I mean, it's easier to drive a car in Nebraska, right? Says who? It's like big and flat. Like there's no hills. Are there rabbits there? Are there rabbits? Is there deer there? Less danger to be posed? You don't run into the mountain? The Speedway Motor Museum... (laughs) Of American Speed. You see, they see around roughly 100,000 visitors a year compared to the Unzer Museum, which sees only 22,000. I mean, this is a tough one, right, for New Mexico? Like, the Unzer family is so synonymous with the city. First of all, change the name of the road. Number oh, one, duh. Right away. All right, I got a submission. Okay. Two men on way, obviously. It's really good. Two men on turnpike. I don't hate that at all. If you do want to see the Anzer Museum before it leaves town, you have until May the 29th. You know what? No, we're Boulevard people. Two men on Boulevard. I like BLVD. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity. TK, you listening? <laughs> Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of road names. All right, here we go. Okay. I like this a lot. Brandon Ortega will be joining us at 6 o'clock for today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of road names. We're talking about star of TV and radio and now feature film, Brandon Ortega, KOB's very own, will be joining us at 6 o'clock. You know, the thing I think it bums me on this Unzer Museum moving to Nebraska, hey, which, by the way, like, if more people can see it and experience it and the Unzer family collection and everything that surrounds it, uh, I'm pro that energy. It's just such a cool destination for those visiting Albuquerque. It's such a cool field trip for all these kids that grow up in the community. It's just overall only a positive. First, Bill Gates tries to start Microsoft here and then leaves. We need you to stop. Now this? Hey, do you know Fred Slow? What did we do wrong? You know Fred Slow started a wrestling promotion and then the Unzer Museum shut down. <laughs> That's like a narrative. That's not correlative <laughs> whatsoever. Maybe Corre- also less crime. That's a word that means maybe, related. They've been broken into, but maybe just less crime. There's crime at the Unser Museum? No, I don't know, but I mean, like, Nebraska probably doesn't, isn't very high Hold on. Hold on. What it, is, Griff? it is so sad and pathetic in Nebraska. People get arrested on purpose to go to jail. To get, like, they would rather meal. be in jail been free in nebraska all right so according to this report from safewise.com so i don't know how accurate or not accurate that is you pay, nebraska, for, the, you pay for these stats nebraska's violent crime rate dramatically 
lower than in 2022. It's only 2.5 in 1,000 people suffer a uh, violent crime. That's okay, well, incredibly low. Because there's a mass exodus of humans leaving Nebraska. Not the Unser Museum. Not the Unser's. Comparatively, New Mexico is fairly high, 7.88 per 100 thou for the crime. So, yeah, but, we like to party. Chill so out. I just want to make sure that Steph Griff is saying this. It's due to crime in New Mexico, the reason the Unser family is leaving for Omaha. No. Okay. okay, well, now that they're gone, the crime rate's going to plummet. <laughs> welcome to the show on the Sports Animal Hotline. Friend of the show, Jim. Jim, welcome. How are you, brother? Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, happy happy Wednesday to you. Good luck on the pitches there. You guys might need to step in about 10 or 20 feet. <laughs> Wherever Van throws it from, I'm throwing from one step and behind. And truthfully, the Unser Museum, I mean, hey, I'm a local guy. The Unser Museum, all I think of is DWI for some reason. No, I know that's not good either. But the truth is, if they want to go, let them go. You know, I'm actually calling today, guys, because I wanted to just mention, I know we're doing baseball and whatnot, but, uh, you know, everybody caught uh, the Michael Block with the PGA last week caught everybody's yep. hearts. Yep. And, of course, you know, he was here four weeks prior to the PGA tournament playing out in Santa Ana and Tamaya uh, in the PGA championship for those guys. So, anyway, he's playing. He got exempted into the Charles Schwab, which is this weekend. It's not nearly the same kind of pull that, that the PGA championship's going to get. But I'll tell you, following that guy is something else. You know, for anybody who hasn't looked him up, just look up Michael Block uh, versus PGA. You ought to see... Uh, how 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 his ranking changed? He went like, I mean, it was three three thousand places. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this insane. is fever dream. Yeah, it's a fever dream. This is as good of a like from nothing, you know, nothing adjacent to to the absolute spotlight. Um, and it's what he does with it, right? Because like, how thirsty are you, I, and Jim, and everyone who's a friend of the show for the next like Kurt Warner style story? Like, I want that. Like, I sure. yearn for it. Oh, absolutely. That's the best thing in the world. And to be quite candid, I was able to follow him the first day out at Tamaya. I was I was scoring for the three guys I was playing with. And the truth is, he is the nicest guy. He was the first guy out of the three who shook my hand oh, and go. said thanks for volunteering and being out here. And so just watching him was truly incredible. But uh, uh, anyway, last week, just a couple before I let you guys go, because I know you have a hard break coming up. But you guys, going back to the Ryder Cups, that's going to be a lot of talk coming up. And we were talking about the live guys playing it. Well, as I mentioned then, here's Brooks Kepka. What do you do now, right? So, you know, the Ryder Cup's going to – I'm going to be talking to you guys more about the Ryder Cup as we get into it because I know last week we were talking so much garbage. Now you got me <laughs> wanting to call every weekend and, and, uh, and uh, teach you a little uh, little uh, uh, street uh, PGA uh, knowledge, right? So, I mean, anyway, it's good to talk to you guys. And, I, again, I appreciate what you do. And, and good luck tonight on the uh, – on the isotopes. Oh, I like that. Appreciate you, Part of the show, Jim. Hey, if you got an excuse to infuse more golf into the program, give me all you got, baby. Let's do this. Golf talk is good talk when it's done right. Sure. I'm into golf talk. Unfortunately, friend of the show only yearns for tiger talk. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to take a golf talk and, like, uh, mold it in a way to where it becomes, like, like acceptable and adaptable to, like, a listener base, teach me that trick. I want it. I, I yearn for that. Also, Brooks Kepka's a dude. He likes to party. Like, 
We're talking about some uh, some jazz cabbage early in the program. He was on some little uh, Colombian Bam Bam Ooh. at the Panthers playoff game. Brian Ortega joins us where we get back. Today's high anniversary, the high anniversary of streets. Pretty excited about this one. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> Six o'clock on the clock. <laughs> Hope you had a good work day. If you can make it to the ballpark within the next 18 minutes, you will see Van Nunley and I throughout the first pitch of tonight's Ice Stuffs game. And I'm going to shoot everyone listening to this program right now real straight. Van's going to choke under the pressure. You are an insane person. Joining us I, got, I got a public service announcement yeah. for all the friends of the show and Ice Stuffs fans. You're in extreme danger with Fred holding a baseball. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, star of TV, radio, and now feature film, three-time New Mexico broadcaster of the year, also father of the year candidate four years ago. He's been out of the running since or whatever on that. Brandon Ortega. Brandon, how are you, brother? Great, man. What weather we got for your first pitch. Little little, uh, little wind coming in from the southeast. That's okay. Or something like that. I don't... Amateur meteorologist <laughs> Brandon Ortega joining us. I, that's the only reason I'm here right now, to see the first pitch. So I, I can't wait. I'm going to get a video for you guys. I've already been documenting the lead up to it. So I can make you guys a little little home video tonight. For well, well, keep your eye on the radar gun because I'm calling triple digits okay. right now. All right. Have you warmed up yet? Brandon joined me yesterday at the historic El Rey Theater. We shot a little story on Duke City Championship Wrestling. You saw it firsthand. You were arm's length from kind of the production and the setup. What was your energy? How did, how did it feel to you? Oh, a lot of excitement for yeah. sure. I could feel the anticipation from all the guys involved, whether mm-hmm. the ones that are going to be in the ring or, or outside the ring uh, for, for Thursday night. And uh, KOB is airing a story in a few minutes on Channel yeah. 4. So if, if you're near the TV... Or you got it on your phone. Check it out. Lauren Green's going to do a report on it. She's such a good dude. Um, it was an honor to meet Hobo Hank, the legend himself. Yes. What an honor that was. Yeah, I'm really excited for you guys tomorrow now, night. We're not trying to spoil the bit, but there's a part of the bit where I may or may not be in the ring. Does okay. that make the airwaves tonight on KOB? I, I, I requested it. I got, <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got a clip of it, so hopefully Lauren, Lauren put that in. We'll see. You have to tune in. Okay, that's the suspense I need. <laughs> Today's I-9 varsity and I-9 varsity of streets because uh, we're going to have to rename Unser Boulevard with the museum leaving. 505-312-4999, league office 280 at i9sports.com. Van, you want to go first you want me to? Sure. I'll do a best and worst of on our varsity okay. today. So first on my I-9 varsity of street or road names. Yep. I'm going with the most hated road in the history of roads. That is Rainbow Road on Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, that's a, a good tough one. one. Yeah. That is horrible. That's a I tough hate that one. place so much. Julian's playing Mario Kart on the phone. 
as we speak. Stay right away from Rainbow you. Road, Julian. This is Donkey Kong right now. This is not Rainbow Road, though. Good Rainbow answer, Road. Van. I am going to go with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Oh. Cody Rhodes, to me, who headlined the WrestleMania that you and I were at just so many weeks ago at the very top of streets. Okay. I can dig it. I'll go 21 Jump Street. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Good answer. Strong work. Very strong and work. And 22 Jump Street. Oh, okay. two in a row. Went back to back. Is Serpentine. there a third? Is there a third one? I think there was a part two. Yeah. To 21 22. and a half Jump Street. Okay. Maybe. There's definitely a 22 Jump Street. Well, if we're, going, if we're going Serpentine, that means it's my turn again, man. Fine. Give me Dusty Rhodes, ah. the American Dream, the father of Cody Rhodes, and his bionic elbow. Surprise, surprise. Fred is picking wrestlers. Next on my that I-9 varsity of road names, Mad Max and Fury Road. Nice. It's one of my best of. Okay. Rainbow Road, obviously the worst of. So I lived in Texas for about eight years. Wasn't a country fan going into Texas. Wasn't really a country fan going out of Texas. But if there was one country song that could get me to, to hang out, it was Copperhead Road. Ah, oh, Steve Earle. That's that. That is what yeah, Copperhead Road. Yeah, Copperhead Road. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Steve Earle Copperhead guy. Road. Yeah, that's one of those like everyone dances has like a routine, mm-hmm. dance routine to it. It's called. Line, I don't know if that's called, the best or a worst. It's Depends called. On it. it's, called <laughs> it's called. It's called line dancing. It's kind of. it would be line dancing, line right? Dancing, okay, yeah. sure. So it's kind of both best and worst. Gold Dust, who is also Dustin Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes, the brother of <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Okay, put him on the list. For uh, for for streets. Well, let's let's not leave out Griffin back at the station. Oh, go Griffin, ahead, Griffin. Yeah, Griffin, you got an I nine varsity of road names. How about the Yellow Brick Road? Oh, oh good excellent, one. excellent work. Griffin sized. Yeah. That's that's excellent. Top word. notch. I agree. I'm a big like Wicked Witch of the East. Okay. West Side baby, let's roll. <laughs> next, next on my I nine varsity. Of street names. I'm going with Peekaboo. Oh, okay. Peekaboo Street. That's a good one. That's a good answer. U.S. Olympic nope. gold medal skier. You don't have to tell Peekaboo me. Peekaboo oh, Street. I know this one. Yes. yes. That's a oh, deep cut. I was cut. thinking Thank this you. was like That's in a pretty... red light district somewhere. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, somewhere the varsity like is whatever you overseas. Want it to be. Yeah. How could yeah. I forget about Peekaboo Street? So Make get, it whatever you want. You going to do John Denver now, Brandon? I want to go a movie again. Yeah. Crossroads. You know how much I love movies. <laughs> By Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm, going with, I'm just going with Road Trip. Uh, okay. Underrated yeah. comedy. Okay. I don't know if it's underrated. I think it's probably perfect. It's actually rated. Yeah. It's, it's a four. Exactly where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Brandy Rhodes. Out of five? <laughs> <laughs> Brandy Rhodes, the wife of Cody Rhodes, put her on the list. You're of, just going uh, through the whole Rhodes family. The vision. Yeah. Okay. okay. Picking up on it. That's so. fair. Are there any more roads? Abbey in- Road? Oh, I got one. Can Abbey I just go, can I, can I go again? Well, you don't have to ask. You're on the show. How about <laughs> Sesame Street? Yeah, that's a very good answer. I, that's in everyone's neighborhood. That's that's a that's a Hall of Famer right there. To uh, to join in on your Rhodes family, Fred, I'm yes. going to go with uh, Lana Rhodes. Nope. If you nope, don't- that's a different... Is that not the same family? It's a completely... <laughs> That's a different... Uh, <laughs> Friends of the show, if you're still at work, do not Google Lana Rhodes. That sounds like a real person, though. Yeah, oh, it's, she's, lot, she's very real. I'll go ahead and take this one over. Pharaoh <laughs> Rhodes. Oh, boy. Pharaoh <laughs> Rhodes is the Siberian Husky of 
Cody Rhodes, oh, the famed Lord. puppy he brought to the ring at AEW's All Out. Um, just a beautiful, just a beautiful Siberian Husky. Go in another movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Have you guys seen the movie Sing Street? No. You should see it. It's about four kids in Ireland that start a band. They're in high school. Coming of age movie. It was my favorite movie of 2018. No, 2017. Excellent music movie. Excellent. Okay. Alluded to earlier on the I-9 varsity of road names. <laughs> I also miss my Uncle Charles. There we go. Bone Thugs and Harmony's Crossroads. Nice. (laughs) The Street Profits are an American heroic professional wrestling tag team consisting of Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. I mean, the Street Profits, boys. How are those roads? I missed missed a reference. Well, they're they're pro wrestlers, so I... This not the the street. Or, oh, just, okay, just fine. Google it. It's fine. Just St- Google it. Street profits is the name oh of, street profits. That's okay. the name of the team. I, I misheard yeah. you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the bit is about um, streets. Oh. Okay, is it my turn? Because I don't really have one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was dreading the sex. Griff, I ran out of movies. Griff, you got Griff, another one there me. back at the um, studio. I was thinking Randy Rhodes. Um, from Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, g- guitarist. Yes, Ooh. the guitarist. Nice. Brandon knows who that is. Yeah. I did not. Legendary. That's basic. That's, isn't that Ozzy? Is that the Black Sabbath guitarist? I think it was after Black Sabbath. Okay, so he's like yeah, the yeah. Ozzy's longtime guitarist. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Blonde, blonde yes, hair yes. that would make Fabio cry. So... How about, like, all road scholars? Would you put that on there? Road scholars? <laughs> Rhodes, a... I think just road scholar. No, no all. Just road scholar. But, like, it? all of them ever? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're no road scholar, are you, Brandon? <laughs> I am. Neither of us are. Brandon, what's airing on KOB tonight? Lauren Green, probably right about now, getting on the KOB set to air a story on Duke City Wrestling, coming back Ooh. to Albuquerque. Well, so... The event you guys are doing, Duke City Wrestling, that wasn't the name of it before, right? This no. is a re- this is a rebranding of it. Re- what do you mean rebranding? This is a brand new entity, my dude. Right. So there was professional wrestling in yes. Albuquerque up until 2019. Um, but Hobo it, Hank was involved in the the prior. Sure, and I've worked for wrestling. ESPN and I've worked yeah. for Fox. Hobo, like, Hobo Hank's involved with everything. He's yes, Hobo Hank. He he is pro wrestling right. in the city of Albuquerque, which you'll learn on KOB tonight with Lauren Green. <laughs> that is correct. It is absolutely correct. Also, the pro, uh, the show tomorrow, DCC, DCCWtickets.com. Go there. Uh, I know. I think all the floor, all the seats are basically gone. So they're gone. Well, get on and check. So, so get on and check. But Make it's sure. GA tickets only at this point. If you come to the venue early tomorrow, if you come at 6 o'clock tomorrow when we open the doors, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the friends of the show right now. We added a couple extra VIPs because we had more room. Nice. So they're not on the website. You can get them at the door. So that there's like incentive to come early, hang out, do your thing. Central and eighth. It, it's it can't miss the historic Wait, no, El Rey seven, Theater. Yeah, at the El Rey Theater El Rey on Theater. my last submission to I nine Varsity of Streets. Yeah, Central, Central Avenue, Central Historic Route sixty six. Hey, one right more here thing, here airing on KOB guys. Yeah, Ryan Laughlin's Heart of New Mexico, yeah. featuring Isotopes General Manager John Traub, Michelle Tafoya, Thomas Gallegos. And, uh, and, and all of us collaborated on, on a song that's now played at the ballpark. 
So make sure you check that out at 6.30. Has it debuted here yet? The Heart of New Mexico or the song? The song. Yeah, since opening day. Oh, okay. Because I was so fortunate to be adjacent to you during the creation of this, the, the process. I, um, you're a talented dude, man. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I put you in a, in a separate tier. It's way above Van. I didn't, I didn't know I could talk about it. I signed an NDA not to talk about That's it. That's why I just said t- it was t- in public. Your NDA expired today. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Everything's out today. It's a great song. I feel, like, feel like we've been attached to a Marvel movie the last few months. Come down to the ballpark. We're throwing out first pitches. We did not warm up. Final words, Van. Let's do it. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, everyone. Bye, guys. Have fun tonight. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.